All right, now on to Region 4. First matchup, we got Idaho Falls, the one seed, 16-2, number three in the nation, um, won Conference 22 and the tournament. Uh, they are led by their, uh, they got their sophomore and junior classes that are both really, really talented. Um, Adam Gale, Timothy Brown, Andrew Monroe. Uh, decent strength of schedule. It's it's carried them. Um, but they've lost a couple games where they, they lost, the Sioux Falls was a little uh, confusing, but they they lost by three to Harrisburg, and yeah, so they're going up against Laramie, the the Dachons. They won Conference Twenty Five. Um, I'm a little bitter. They took, they came up with a tie on one of my clear leads today. So, uh, but they uh, Christian Kane, their junior power forward, fifteen points a game. Jimmy Hurt. Um, Jimmy yes, Hurt. he does. <laughs> Jimmy Hurt, real bad. <laughs> points a game Uh, Laramie Is not top 25 15 in any statistical category In the NTT Uh, Idaho Falls is the number 2 team In free throws attempted And the number 5 team in rebounding margin What have you seen this matchup David? Um, Idaho Falls Yeah had a strong schedule Comes in with a high ranking too 12.5 points For the margin of victory yeah, um, Timothy Brown and Andrew Monroe have been uh, good for them as, as a first-team all-conference. I like their balance in their guards, small forward. I think they've got good sophomore and junior class uh, in the ratings, noticed. Uh, and they also have been forcing a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, Laramie on the other side, they've been up 13 spots in the rankings uh, here today. They had a strong showing in the conference tournament, like you mentioned. Yeah, Jimmy's really been laying their hurt all year on other teams, as you mentioned. Uh, but they don't take a lot of threes. And other than that, yeah, not a lot of stats that stand out to me either, like you mentioned. So I think Idaho Falls pretty easily continues to run Ben on as long as they force uh, Laramie to commit fouls and play Idaho Falls' game. All right. Moving on, we got the Flint Tropics, coached by Sarcasmo, um, going up against the Naples Crusaders. So, Naples is led by Andrew Petrus, the sophomore shooting guard, um, shooting 61%, true shooting percentage, 18.3 points per game. Uh, Flint Tropics, they got Ryan Dickerson and Andrew Hoskins out of a very good conference, um, 18. So, uh, uh, we look at these teams. Flint is the number eight team in offensive rebounds and the number 15 team in steals uh where whereas naples is the number eight team in personal fouls number eight team in personal eight team in personal fouls the number 15 team in defensive points against what do you see in this matchup uh i you know, Flint played a really, really tough schedule um, in their conference, but then just had like pieces of cake in their uh, out of conference. So it, it's hard to know. I mean, they played really, really good teams uh, in their conference, and they played them uh, pretty well. Uh, you know, they did win over Frankfurt. Um, they don't win the the conference 18 tournament they're they're kind of spiraling right now actually uh pretty bad end of the season but you look at naples and um they don't have anyone 
that they beat outside of like a, a Baton Rouge that really stands out to me either. And so uh, I think that this would have been a, a prime spot for me. I guess it's only the eight nine matchup. Um, so I think I think both teams just are here to prove themselves. I think Flint has a little bit more of the battle tested um, schedule here. They've played good teams and. Uh, them winning the com- conference eighteen says something. Um, so tough draw with the um, with the eight seed, but for them um, spiraling here at the end. I mean, not a bad draw on Naples, who hasn't really played anyone. Yeah. Next up, we got Salt Lake City, the Deansons. Um, Bills fan, one of the best coaches in all of uh, DTL, going up against Wilmington, the Warlords. Um, they won conference four. And made it to their first ever NTT. So congratulations, uh, Brum Dog, on your first ever NTT. Um, obviously, so you look at William Baker and Austin Eversol. Those guys are just two monsters. Um, good one-two punch. Uh, Gil Pendleton. Uh, Salt Lake City has some really good talent. They're huge. Caleb Taylor and Xavier Gosh playing uh, playing the three and four are both six eleven and six ten. So. Really, really big guys. You look at Salt Lake City. They're the number nine team in three points attempted. They're the number two team in defensive three-point percentage against and the number 13 team in steals. Um, and, you know, you got to be happy for Wilmington making the NTT for their first time. But uh, and, and they're a 13 seed. Um, for an 81-ranked 81, 81 team that's pretty that's pretty means there's a lot of teams below them but that's a pretty good draw for them i think um wilmington is uh number nine i mean obviously salt lake city's good but wilmington making to a 13 seed is pretty good so wilmington goes to the line a lot number nine in free throws attempted and number five in true shooting percentage david what do you think about this matchup yeah um i think uh I'm a Salt Lake City. Um, I think they come in strong with um, ev- come in strong with us and Eversol. Uh, 22 points a game, two and a half blocks a game. Baker for them, uh, yeah, 47 uh, three point percentage as well, 20 points per game. Uh, he takes uh, 19 shots for them. Uh, and he has almost 34 minutes a game too, so he has to be huge. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the other side, uh, for Wilmington, it looks like their point guard Bass gives up more turnovers than I'd like to see personally. Uh, but um, I think Dalton has a huge game. Um, he comes in with 66% uh, true shooting, a uh, good three-point percentage. Uh, and Personally, um, I think... Salt Lake City has, gets in trouble here, um, and Eversol is uh, forced to sit more than they're used to. I think that throws them off. Um, I think Baker uh, maybe has a bad game, and I think um, Wilmington uh, gets the upset coming off strong showing in the tournament. The last two games, uh, they scored a lot of points in those last two games. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge upset. Huge yeah, upset. Yeah, that would be huge. But both teams are really, really good at like getting their efficient scores the ball you know so uh if wilmington does it just a little bit better than salt lake city i could see it happening yeah 
All right, let's move on. We got Vicksburg, the Blue Rage, going up against Yuma, favorite deputy. Um, so, good matchup over here. Uh, Robert Kaufman, man, um, I, I recruited him, so he's he's a good player. 12.66, but Trent Taylor is their man. Their their junior, uh, their junior 6'10 center, 25 points a game, 9.5 rebounds, four blocks, only 0.6 turnovers. So really good player. He really carries their team. But they got some good uh, role players around him. Wallace Kerner is really good. Uh, and then Yuma favorite deputy. They got in with uh, the win in Conference 32 over Albuquerque, uh, one by 14. So great win for Coach Cheese. Um, take it, yeah, take him in. So, obviously, they got Camden Cathy and Peter Keene and Hugo Felix. Uh, good, good group of guys. So, Yuma is the number 12 team in turnovers and the number 7 team in offensive rebounds. Uh, whereas Vicksburg is the number 10 team in true shooting percentage, the number 4 team in rebounding margin, and the number 10 team in blocks. What do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, so what's interesting is Vicksburg's only regular season loss was against the Camden Corruption. Okay. And then you look at Yuma's team, they have Camden Cathy at small forward. I mean, I'm not saying they have an aversion to Camden's, but it might be the upset difference. But honestly. In a game like this, that that can be the difference. (laughs) It literally could be the difference. The fact that they don't like the name Camden. Uh, No, I think that... um, Vicksburg, I mean, despite their their schedule being like pretty weak, uh, they have the number two hundred nine schedule. They have pretty efficient scores, and, and that's just hard to to make up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they Trenton Taylor, like you said, is just an absolute stud, scoring uh, eleven of his seventeen shots per game, sixty five percent true shooting percentage, um, does some really really good damage. Uh, che- Coach Cheese has done a lot to try to piece this team together in Yuma. Uh, feels like there's just something like one real efficient score missing for him, and and I think that that might be their downfall. Um, I ju- I just think like if they don't get a lot more shots off than uh, Vicksburg, which is possible because he's a pretty good rebounding team, um, I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to pull it. So I think that Yuma gets bounced here in the first round. Um, well, yeah. for yeah, um, to against uh, a really good coach in in Marshazzi and Vicksburg. Okay. Well, next up, we got Fort Wayne, the Wombats, coached by Dave Moore. Um, nothing special. No one's scoring a ton of points, but they all chip in and they win games. They're 16-2, and two, number 6 in the country, number 86 strength of schedule. Obviously, their seniors, Ethan Gore and Xavier Cato are their uh, main guys. Um, but Henry White and Desan Burton are no slouches either. Going up against the Brunswick Surcharge, number 116, 241 strength of schedule. They won conference one. Um, it's not that big of an accomplishment, but they won it. So Santo Cyrus and Max, Maxwell Bennett, um, you look at Fort Wayne, they are the number um, two team in defensive points allowed, uh, number four team in defensive three-point percentage, the number um, nine team in offensive rebounds, number 12 team in assists, number nine team in steals, number eight team in blocks, number one team in personal fouls, and number two team in defensive points against. Brunswick, on the other hand, is number four team in defensive points and number 10 in defensive three point percentage. So, both defensive teams, uh, what do you see in this matchup, Jimmy? 
Yeah. Fort Wayne is such a, an interesting team. And I will mention this. Coach Dave Moore just came off of uh, a Test League championship uh, with his squad. So I bet he's feeling pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's probably pretty excited to see his team um, in a pretty good position in the NTT. Yeah. Um, but you look at this team and it's just like production across the board, but no one really stands out. Um, I think that that makes for uh, a pretty tough matchup for Brunswick to start off because you can't really target anyone and just kind of get them in foul trouble and get lucky. But I think down the road, Fort Wayne's going to have problems um, when you don't have that like one guy really stepping up. They do uh, have pretty great defensive numbers. Um, nine steals, nine blocks per game. Really, really good. 46% uh, true shooting percentage force, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, against a pretty tough schedule. And, and like you said, Brunswick did win uh, Conference 1 regular season. Um which again, nothing to write home about, but their their schedule is even worse mm-hmm. than uh, Fort Wayne's, and so I think this one's going to be Fort Wayne pretty easily, and I think Fort Wayne's going to have a pretty good run, but it's it's going to get tough around the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight yeah. reach, uh, area. Next up, we got the number three seed Lancaster Jarrett McLean, coached by Shad. Um, obviously, you got Jose Dukes and uh, Jorge Garner. Um, they're two. They're their wing duo that both scores 25 and 21 points respective respectfully um going up against the 14 seed the new york city lazarus effect they got a tough schedule they played good they have a good recruiting rankings and uh yeah they won their conference um so in the conference tournament you know michael Sturfield's probably their best player but uh ryan smith's a good uh big man for them he plays he plays well in the time they um, he plays, and I really, I really like Lewis Counts too. Um, so Lancaster is the number two team in offensive rebounds, and they are the number six team in rebounding margin. New York City is the number. They're not actually top fifteen in any statistical category. Um, so what do you see in this matchup? Jimmy? Sorry, that's the seven uh, ten matchup, Jimmy. Yep, no worries. Uh, yeah, I, I love the the team both of these guys have put together. Um, just really, really consistent uh, recruiting rankings. You look at um, Lancaster, uh, led by Jose Dukes. Um, this man is just uh, pretty incredible for this team. Um, puts up pretty good offensive numbers. Gets 4.2 rebounds from the shooting guard position. I think it's pretty good. Um Matchup with Jose, or uh, yeah, matchup with Jorge Garner, just a really, really good one-two combo. Um, look at Goose, Go, Go OSU's team. Sorry, uh, New York. The Goose, is, the Goose, is just on an incredible run right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he seems to have figured out something with his team. He lost a couple of pretty bad matchups to end the season. Waylon snuck one out. Um, he must have. Uh, given uh, New York City some wet socks or something. But um, then you look at the run that they've done in the uh, conference tournament, and, and uh, I feel like GoSU has just, like, really put together um, a team that's, like, ready to compete in the NTT. So I, I see this one as kind of a coin flip. I think that the offensive production in Lancaster uh, is just going to barely beat out um, what they've got going in New York City. All right. Cool. Next, we got the three fourteen matchup. We got the we got the champ, Lansing Blue Collar, um, number nine team in the country, number three strength of schedule, going up against St. Louis Iron Deeks. Obviously, Lansing's led by Sean Black and Armani Smith. Um, 
Gustavo West isn't bad either. This team's an offensive juggernaut. They can score with the best of them. St. Louis, they won their conference 16. Um, Tristan Cooper is pretty good. Austin Carraway, um, pretty balanced heat. I like Casey Crafts, their main scorer. Um, he can put the ball in the hoop. Uh, so you look at Lansing. Lansing is the number 14 team in points, the number uh, 5 team in three points attempted, the number 7 team in assists, and the number 15 team in turnovers. So, um, yeah, and then St. Louis is the number 8 team in defensive three-point percentage and the number 4 team in, team in steals. So Lansing doesn't turn it over, but they do shoot a lot of threes, and St. Louis defensive three, but I think they're going to have a tough time in this matchup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Lansing is just such a complete team. Uh, they've got their mm-hmm. efficient scores, uh, scoring a lot, and as you guys can probably tell, I, I love it when uh, when teams figure out who their best people are and get them the ball the most. You know, yeah. That's what I try to do with my teams. And then um, St. Louis uh, isn't as um, a... Uh, Sorry, St. Okay. Louis isn't as um, productive as uh, Lansing here, uh, just offensively. I mean, they're pretty good defensive team. Um, they turn they they cause other teams to turn the ball over quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Lansing is just going to be overwhelming. I mean, the the five year stretch that um, Sam has put together with this team has been pretty incredible, and, yeah. and I think that this is going to be a really really tough team. And man, I I, I just hate it, but. Conference 15 is going to eat in this uh, tournament. Like, I, I think that they have really good matchups to start, and they're on really, really good rolls. And, I mean, Sam just beat you a number one seed by uh, by 20. Like, 25, I think. good. <laughs> 27? Yeah, he killed me. Oh my 25, gosh. 25. Uh, you should be in the PTT. Yeah. <laughs> we lost to you guys, so. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Um, all right, let's go to the 6-11 matchup. We got Tempe, the Myth, Gadfly, and obviously James Jones. Ooh, that guy can play. Victor Mason, um, really good. He's going up against San Diego, the Rebels, Derek Leith, Eric Kittiton. Um, I like these teams. Should be a fun matchup. Uh, Tempe is the number 11 seed of the 11th team in defensive points and the number 8 team in rebounding margin, whereas... Um, San Diego is number 11 in points and the number one in assists. So what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I really like San Diego's team. They have, they've been three of their four years have recruited really, really well. Um, same kind of goes for Tempe. Um, but you look at just James Jones, like, look at San Diego yeah. is playing uh, Crittenden at power forward. I mean, he's going to eat me alive. He's six six. I mean, like I cannot imagine this matchup in real life. Yeah. Like, James Jones is gonna go nuts. Like I, I think that this is gonna be a 45, 50 point game for hmm. for James Jones, and, he's and I just think that he, he's gonna carry the day for Tempe. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, look at let's look at the bracket. Um, so for me, I have I have Idaho Falls beating Flint, but losing to Salt Lake City, who takes down Vicksburg. And then I have Lancaster being Fort Wayne, uh, Tempe actually upsetting Lansing, and then Tempe upsetting Tempe going all the way to the Elite Eight to the Final Four, um, taking down uh, Salt Lake City. James wow, Jones. We actually differ in uh, in one of our uh, brackets. Yeah. So I have Idaho Falls over Flint. Um, 
I also have Salt Lake City over Vicksburg and then Salt Lake City over Idaho Falls. So, so if we were so similar. the top. Yeah, but then I do have Fort Wayne over um, New York City and then next round and then Lansing. Yeah, that Lansing tipping matchup, I think whoever wins that game wins the uh, the final four or the final four bid in this um, mm-hmm. in this bracket. But I think I'm that's a, Yeah. I'm gonna do the unthinkable. I'm gonna pick Lansing to go to the final four, meaning I picked all three of the conference fifteen teams to go to the final four. Okay. All right, cool. Well, um, let's uh, finish up with some final four picks. But before we do that, let's just talk about a couple players that are really big and going to be great. Obviously, you got um, Armani Smith, a uh, great player. Uh, Sean Block for the for uh, Lansing. You got James Jones. Um, you got uh, Jose Dukes, Jorge Garner. Anyone else, Jimmy, you like? I mean, there's so many. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hit on them all. I mean, James Jones is the man. And mm-hmm. that, that Lansing-James Jones matchup, if I don't get that, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, that's that going to be so Smith, good. James Jones matchup, man, I'm, I'm watching that play-by-play play for sure. Yeah, for sure. Gil Pendleton, Austin Eversole. There's some really good players in this region. So let's move on to the Final Four. So uh, me and Jimmy have almost the same Final Four, but he took uh, Lansing. I picked against them. I don't want to play them. What the heck? No. Uh, although I already played Tempe and got killed by them too, and I have to play Tempe. So, But I'm going to say we're going to come up victorious here. Jefferson City is going to take down New Orleans, and fourth time... Nashville takes down Jefferson City. I don't usually pick myself, but I believe in this team. I like them. I'm excited. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah. Dang it. I hate this. Uh, we're <laughs> picking the same <laughs> championship game. Uh, I'm going to go. I think both you and Bobby just have a mind for this game that uh, really pushed you guys over the top. And so I'm going to pick Jefferson City and Nashville in the championship game. And Kyle, I'm not just, you know, I was going to use some weird terms for <laughs> kissing butt but um i I think nashville is going to take it this year i I really believe in you guys and think that um the team you put together with its flexibility and just range is going to be um hard to take down so i'm picking nashville right all right so david has boulder and honolulu facing off and clearwater and fort wayne so who you got boulder or honolulu david honolulu okay great and then uh clearwater and fort wayne who do you like in that matchup then you got Honolulu taking it all. Awesome. Justin Anderson taking it home. Um, great. Well, thank you so much for listening in, guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it um, at 1 in the morning. <laughs> uh, but you guys have a good one. Any Anything you guys want to say before you sign off? Oh, yeah. If we started talking a little bit slower here at the end, it's because it's 1 a.m. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys, and I'll see you nerds later. Yep. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Mm-hmm.